Welcome back to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Sea Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined on the other end by Taylor Mack. Uh, today we'll jump into, we got to talk Falcons, we got to talk Matt Ryan. It is a weird time in Atlanta to be an Atlanta sports fan. Uh, and then we'll hit a couple new funding rounds that we've actually already highlighted on the Sports Tech Atlanta Media Instagram page. Um, first, Taylor, what, I mean, how are you, how are you feeling? How have you kind of, taken in the last let's, let's call it two weeks right the whole freddie freeman uh i don't say debacle like that just the whole weird back and forth did they call him did they not call him now matt ryan obviously right anytime you court somebody else it's just like if you were dating somebody and they see you in a bar with somebody else it, that's now over right you got to go separate ways um the falcons courted deshaun watson in a uh, very aggressive manner uh not to make a weird thing there. And Matt Ryan obviously is like, all right, well, I'll go somewhere else. He now lands on the Colts for a third round pick. Mm-hmm. Probably the right timing, right? I mean, we understand there's the dead money aspect of it is is pretty crazy there. But um, how are you feeling just as an Atlanta fan losing, uh, losing really pillars of, of the sports community? Well, let me say first and foremost, for, for if you if you're here, you just want to get to the sports technology. Look in the comments. You can just fast forward on through. Now, this is we are Sports Tech Atlanta, so we will update and always update when it comes to the sports world of our beloved Atlanta teams. And now when we talk about the Atlanta, the Atlanta sports landscape. Yes, I am sounding like Stephen A. Smith here because it is blasphemous. It is the most crazy, most, most. I I lost it. I I was I was just going to try and throw out the most, uh, you know, ridiculous adjectives to go down the route that he tries to go down. Uh, but though that vocabulary that he has is splendiferous, and so yes, that does that does that, does that work? Does that work? I don't That's know. It's not a word. That's it's not, not splend- splendiferous. Isn't a word. It, na- it is now. So the Atlanta sports scene, it's where dreams come to die for the most part. Obviously, uh, the infamous Super Bowl. I won't uh, name which what what year that was, but we all know it was the uh, twenty eight to three, and it hurt. But what that showed you is there's one thing about Atlanta sports that you can't do, and that's get your hopes up. The minute you get your hopes up, they sweep the rug right from up up under your feet. And next thing you know, now you're sitting with hopes and dreams thrown into the fire, thrown into the abyss, and now you're left with a broken heart and 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 a massive headache that Tylenol will not be able to cure. So I look at it as this, Sterling. I'm not upset. I'm not hurt. Matt Ryan, it was just the writing on the wall, and the next thing you know, I'll, I'll take a word from a comment from one of my friends, the the Falcons were left with their pants down after, like you said, they courted Deshaun Watson so hard. There's no coming back to that for Matt Ryan, Freddie Freeman. I thought they should have just paid the man money, an extra, an additional two years with LA and some uh, extra ducats. You could have done that here in Atlanta and still kept the nucleus that you're doing. Maybe shuffle a couple of pieces, bring in some miners, do some deals there. And next thing you know, you have the same team or even better, depending on how you want to go with the bullpen. So I'm not upset. Because if I was upset, that means I'm putting too much energy into Atlanta sports. So I'm going to stay even keel, say I'm going to look forward to next year. Thank you, Matt Ryan. The Falcons should have done more to send you off. They didn't do you right in my in my eyes for sending him off in the way that he did. And there's nothing that the Falcons could have done to get more than the third because everybody knows we are, we, 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 we are pimping a hard place right now. And uh, that's all you could get. The market knew that we had to dish him out, so there's nothing you can get in return when they know that you're desperate. 
and Freddie Freeman, good luck. It hurts to see him out in L.A., but, you know, it is what it is right now. Um, you, you have to put that on the owners and organizations. That's all I got, Sterling. How you feeling? Yeah, it's tough. I think it's one of those where this – obviously this decade is kind of – I mean, obviously we're in 2022, but when – it's always weird getting older, right? It's always weird as guys that you kind of grew up with and grew up um, knowing that they're going to be a cornerstone or a staple of the team that you root for. But right. they're going to be there. And I think that's the tough part. That's the tough one, I think, for me with Freddie Freeman. It felt like he could have a Chipper Jones-type run in Atlanta. I know that he's from California and everything, but it felt like he wanted to stay in Atlanta. The fact that we didn't want to give him essentially $5 million more over those six years in uh, the next year on top of what, what they offered him just is kind of strange, I think, to me. I get it. I think Matt Olson's going to be great, Parkview High School guy. Um but it's just it, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to to it's tough to move on from someone that's always been uh, kind of in your life, I think. And then for Matt Ryan, um, I don't think you know I've I've been critical of Matt Ryan in like group chats and to friends privately. Um, listen, he's what he did for Atlanta is it's hard to like measure, right? Mike Vick goes to jail. Bobby Petrino leaves in the middle of the night. We draft Joey Harrington. That's a debacle. And then he comes in and is great. Great from the moment he stepped into Atlanta from Boston College and mm -hmm. what he did for our organization, giving us stability at the quarterback position, giving it, you know, honestly, he was great, um, yeah. great in the community. Like he was just a pro's pro. And I don't think not enough. Not enough is said about that. It's always like the quiet ones, right? They just like don't get enough credit, I think, sometimes. And he just went about his business and did it in the correct manner. And he was really good. I mean, you know, um, obviously, you know, MVP year when Shanahan's there, takes us to the Super Bowl. Um, it, it's tough to measure everything he did for us for, you know, a decade and a half. So I just have to, you know, <laughs> red zone interceptions aside and some other things. What he did for us, uh, it, uh, like I said, will be – it's immeasurable. Um, and the tip of the cap from myself to Matt Ryan for everything he did for the, for the city. I mean, these past three years, we, we knew if it was two minutes left and the ball was – he's driving the ball down, that late-game interception was inevitable. Or it was going to end with a field goal. No touch. It was, it was one or the other. It was interception or a field goal. But you, you, said it, you said it right. You know, we, I appreciate everything. Matt came in in, in a very awkward time and was a pro's pro the silent guy did it the right way uh old school saying there for being a professional and and uh being great at your position at the same time so thank you matt that's all i can say and thank you freddie yeah, yeah thank you to both thank you to both uh you know who was not in that in that room negotiating we didn't have a logan roy that's who we didn't have we needed a Logan Roy in that negotiation room, brokering the deal, and then we would have had Deshaun Watson, and then Matty Ice would have been like, you know what? Understandable. I'm not young. I can't run out here like Deshaun. I think I Logan Roy know. makes the Deshaun Watson situation even worse, I think, for some fans. Most fans, I think. I think Logan Roy would have had Deshaun Watson. Matter of fact, he might have had Deshaun Watson tied in with another wide receiver. So I, Who knows where the package would have come more. Man doesn't lose. Takes no else. That's the session, people, if you don't know. That is. Uh, that No easy way to transition there, but we'll jump into the two stories that we wanted to highlight here within the sports technology world. 
Uh, the first one is Space Runners. Yeah. So Space Runners is a company that's focused on creating NFTs uh, and digital wearables. Uh, they raised $10 million um, in their newest financing round. It was led by Pantera Capital and Polychain Capital. Uh, so the company uh, will be working with artists and brands to create items to bring in to games. Uh, in some cases, the NFTs can be redeemed for real-life access to events or meet and greets with celebrities and athletes. So I, it, I this brought to my attention uh, because I saw that their first collection um, was done with former NBA champion Kyle Kuzma. Shout out. That's, I go to bat for Kyle Kuzma in my group chat at all times because I, I, I think he gets he gets a bad he gets a bad rap. Anyways, uh, and Nick Young, they launched an NBA champion sneaker collection back in December, which sold. 10,000 NFTs in nine minutes. Uh, so Taylor, what do you think about this one? You know what, Sterling? Uh, I don't get it. I really don't. I don't. This doesn't go on my big brain board here. It, it does not. Space Runners does not fit there. Maybe I'm going, I'm bucking and going the opposite direction of what the market is telling me right now for everything that you just read. But let me just recap and make sure I have it right. If I don't have it right, please correct me because I love to be stand. I love this. I love to stand correct. Be stand corrected, Sterling. So, everything that I just heard is that Space Runners mm -hmm. is a platform, blockchain based platform for fashion, mm -hmm. fashion that goes into its own type of metaverse. So it is mm -hmm. online. It is digital. I am looking at a digital sweater that is supposed to be of a unique collection that I can own. Mm -hmm. Who's wearing this sweater? Am I putting this on my NBA 2K uh, avatar? Is this on my metaverse avatar? How? Where, where's my crossover? I don't get it. And then I'm taking fashion advice from Nick Young. Nick Young and Kyle Kuzma. Those are, those are the two people that I got to be like, oh, damn, yo, they snap with their stuff. I definitely want to get on this NFT collection because they got the fire as fits. Kyle Kuzma came in a 5X pink sweater. I ain't listening to this, man. Why am I going to take his advice for something fashionable, fashion related, and he out here trying to set trends, but the, the trends that he is setting are terrible? No. I didn't see Gucci come knocking on his door. I don't see the Versace gang. It's not like it has to be um, has to be brand name out here, Sterling. I'm not a brand name person. I can go to Target, get me, get me a fit off. And next thing you know, you think it's about a 10K fit, but it was $50 from Target. That's, how, that's the type of fly that I got. But I ain't getting that fly from these dudes, and I'm not I'm not picking up on the fly for these uh, digital NFTs. So do I have it correct, or am I wrong? First off, you can't you can't knock someone else's fashion and then say that you shop at Target. That's not Target. possible. First off, don't don't crap on Target, Sterling. That's not Target. I love, it's actually I love, it's actually called Target for those. I love it is the upper echelon. You can't, the upper echelon. You can't you can't do that. You can't you but, can't knock someone else's fashion and be like I shop at Target. Your the point is you are now you are now yeah. no longer mm -hmm. to be in a fashion conversation. Sterling, the point is it's not about the brand name, it's about how you rock it. You don't know what this brand is. I could take this out and rock this off at a nice, nice five o'clock, you know, happy hour. You're like, oh, that fit. He getting that fit off. That fit must cost something. But no, it's about how you rock it. And everybody's trying to go for these brand names. And I'm and I said I didn't see them associating with these two. I might have missed it. I don't know. But the stuff that they were wearing does not give me the confidence to back this project the way it is right now. It's And obviously, you said in, what, nine minutes or 90 seconds that they sold 10,000? Nine minutes, they sold 10,000 NFTs, which is 
a highly impressive number. Uh, but in all seriousness, I, I I don't understand the full. I don't want to say the value because I know where NFTs are and, and what what the market is saying for NFTs. But I'm just not fully getting it right now, man. I'm not. I don't know. But, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you're asking about the market size, I think that's a different question. I think. Yeah, I mean, essentially, right. This is your ability to interact within the metaverse and interact with it via fashion, mm-hmm. kind of like creating your own digital identity through through fashion that's designed and or curated right by celebrities or influencers, right? And right. Kyle Kuzma and Nick Young are those two people. To your point, I believe they have, they both being Kyle Kuzma and Nick Young have partnered with like Gucci and other brands like that in the past. Um, okay. Okay. So I think you, that's, where, that's where they get that validity. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting in a teaser, uh, you know, we can go into a deep dive about, about that, right? About like, where some of the viability of it or, or where you should be putting your money in certain projects. But I do find this one interesting because it is a new way to interact with, with really within fashion, right? Fashion, again, that's curated by people that you deem to be influenceable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then how they're using the blockchain within the metaverse. I think that is interesting. And I mean, that's the other thing, right? I mean, it depends on your view of what the metaverse can and will be right now. I mean, not everybody is interacting with it in the way that I think will be interacted with, right? Like right. everybody will be on it at some point. Obviously, there's a, there's a small number of people that are using it now and using it now in the way that we're starting to talk about it, right? So I think that's – I think that's – those are the, the, the different – I hope I'm answering your question right. No, no, you are. And I think this goes back to when we start – First bro- broke, you know, metaverse, you know, before everybody else did. Why? Because that's what we do on our channel. We break everything. We make everything happen here. We speak it into existence for projects that we think are dope. And we're like metaverse. It's going to be great if it comes out and does what? And you were like modeling after Ready Player One, because having that realism is what people are looking for. And you go in the metaverse and it looks like you're you're playing uh it looks like you've entered and stepped into the world of Wii Sports. And if you don't know what Wii Sports is, it's the little blockhead people that float and bounce around, and that's who you use for your Wii avatar and those Wii games. That's that is what the 3D renderings look like to me. And for bringing out and you know, say you 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 slap a label and say it's a Tom Ford shirt in an NFT. I don't see where that value, true value is because one, it doesn't look as dope. It's say, you know, you could have a picture of the collection, but then you say you throw in an avatar or something like that and it doesn't translate in the same sense. And so I feel like now you're going to have this run on these NFTs and people are going to get this value, but then it gets devalued because now you don't have the evolution or the next step be by underneath the infrastructure surface of like the metaverse and what they're trying to accomplish because the power hasn't been there. It isn't, isn't there yet. So that's where that's one part. And the second part is as long as they don't do what like the sneakers app does, because my trust in drop. So if you're buying it and you have to get in a queue physically in the real world, oh, I'm gonna fly to San Francisco. I'm gonna get in line because I know that's where the ship drops off the first product. I can be there, get these drops at a store before it makes its way over to the East Coast. I, I know supply chain works different ways. I'm just making it easy. Uh, and so you can't do that with the clothing aspect in the virtual world, because we've already seen the shortcomings with the sneakers app and the sneakers app is 
I'm getting in line. I'm trying to hope I can get this drop for these sneakers to come out. But for some reason, I never get the drop. But these certain people can always get the drop. So the authenticity is my is a concern. And then from the authenticity, um, just the the future value for your NFT that you're going to buy for fashion. And it's new. This is a different angle. I haven't we haven't seen fashion before. So obviously, my questions in this, could in be this manner, I, right? Yeah, in this manner. And I mean, to your point, I think you're getting into. The va- the true value of NFTs. We've seen some of the dipping in in those in different projects, right? Not yeah. really the only one that's like incredibly crushing it, right? Is still the board apes. So like, yeah, we've we've. I, I think to your point, right? Like, what is what is that value, and like, what is that what is that value going to be? That's I think always the question, right? But to your point, as Web three and all that starts to evolve, the hope is is that projects like this evolve with it. Yes. It doesn't look as you would hope, right? Then you you reference Ready Player One, um, but I think that's that's where it's going to get to, right? As the advancements happen within the technology and everything kind of gets moving, that's where you hope to be. And to your point, with this yeah. kind of like fusing both of them, I think it's actually it's it's a pretty cool idea. I think. Yeah, it, I it, I don't disagree. It's cool. I mean, art has continued to take off and is consistent because art is subjective, and with that subjective nature um that's where you know the value comes for a lot of pieces and so it's easier to do that for art and say for fashion fashion gets its value because of the the hand threading we can bring on uh one of our sponsors of the show for love it lifestyle and he can explain you know the value that you get in in your in your clothing and the threading and in the type of uh material that you're using but you don't get that in the virtual world so i just have questions i got a lot of questions yeah uh that was good good discussion there again uh check out space runners uh they have a discord and instagram and a twitter uh so definitely join in uh if you're looking uh to see what they're what they're going to drop next cool so next we have here is fast break labs uh so we're going to kind of stay we're going to stay Web3 here. Uh, it's interesting, right? A ton of NFT projects, Web3, you're kind of the only ones getting a ton, not the only ones, but the ones getting a ton of funding right now. So wanted to highlight these here today within this podcast. Uh, but Fastbreak Labs is an emerging Web3 startup that's focused on building player-owned sports games. Uh, so they announced the close of a $6 million round uh, that was led by venture firm Patron and blockchain-focused fund Pantera Capital. I thought this was interesting because it's around. It's essentially creating a game that gives you the ability to think like a uh, think like a GM, essentially, right? Uh, so the game allows basketball fans to strategize as general managers of their own virtual basketball team and compete for rewards via simulated games. So users build their rosters by drafting and trading collectible fiction athletes, each with unique attributes and skill levels to make the game accessible and, and intuitive. The, um, the VBA integrates traditional fantasy sports, um, that fantasy sports like UI with Web3 technology. Um, Taylor, what'd you think about this one? All right. To paint the picture for people, imagine, uh, but in a very more intricate and more complex sense, uh, this is just kind of a base, but the old fashioned Madden, coach's edition basically that's the first thing that popped in my head being the gm being the coach running your team making those decisions financial uh skill level all that but but for but for basketball and i was almost about to go down the path that i did 
with uh, Space Runners before Sterling, but then the light bulb came off and I said, you know what? This is actually one of the most genius things that I've seen. Yeah, one of the most genius. I was going to label it and give it a definitive ranking, but I don't want to do that. And uh, I thought, I think that if if they do this right, this could be one of the biggest online communities and then possibly opportunities for people to parlay those skills into, you know, like a, a real world management type of role, depending on how these algorithms work and what it does for these simulations. And so what it does is it simulates games, you but you put together your roster, you take into to, uh, uh, account skill level, um, health, um, external factors, I believe, into it as well. But you, you have to manage your team to make you know, your team the most successful for the simulation so that you can come out, you know, on top in the championship, however many leagues that there are. And I think it's really cool. And so the thing that I started thinking of is, all right, well, so now I'm a GM of, you know, my fictional New York Knicks team and my New York Knicks. And it, it, what I couldn't gather was, is it based off of, say, real life attributes of players, but it's not the actual players that you're 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 managing in the simulation. Like, it's just it's making up, you know, random 2K names yeah. and throwing that on players and you're managing those players. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, um, yeah, I, th I think the concept is I think really it's cool. more like it's like, you know, when you create like an NCAA like season with multiple people and you just sim it. Yeah, like that, like that. And you just have those players. But you're not you're not simming with like Derrick Rose on your team, right? No. Yeah. So I, I think it's really cool. Okay. I think it's I think it's really cool. And I think, you know, an added layer too would be, you know, if you have an official league and say then it does end up mapping off of say like a 2K my player league, mm. that would be like the biggest that'd be amazing crossover. Like you but you don't know who's controlling your team. You're just making the decisions on stats and how players play or who the players are that would be kind of i i started just kind of going crazy with well, no one i mean technically the ai right would control it right true so. true but then i like to rely on human error as you can tell uh from our uh show show before but um i think it's just cool to add that factor in because i don't trust and i'll be honest we are getting in this digital age ai ML is getting increasingly better, uh, but at the root of it, it's capitalism, and we don't have uh, Holiday from Ready Player One that truly is making an innocent platform for folks to enjoy themselves and escape and get away. So, capitalism behind uh, a lot of these that are you know, you know obviously running these companies, the lifeblood and the force for these companies is my only concern for the algorithms and being able to have you know, genuine simulations for things, which I hope, so. but I really do like this idea and I would want to continue to, you know, watch this and see how this grows. Sorry if that was long winded. No, I mean, I'm with you. It is. I mean, obviously like the trusting that everything is like fair, right. With some of this is definitely yeah. interesting. Right. Especially when you're sitting there just allowing like you, you know, managing the team and not having any control after that, like making sure that everything is copacetic on the background is definitely interesting, especially you're talking money and stuff like that. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's, I think there are definitely crossover um, crossover possibilities here and opportunities. Um, and it's just, I, I think it's one of those where you're finding something to your point where it's like, how can we get someone in 
kind of at the ground floor of like something that we've all done before, right? Either Madden or NCAA, which is managing a team. And now you're able to like pick and choose how to do that within you know, what is new kind of Web3 technology. So, uh, and right. to your point, I mean, the digital world is like changing all of this, right? It's changing. Like there's going to be, st- it's almost like, you getting into this whole new metaverse, this whole new Web3 thing, and you like you own a basketball team that's in the virtual world, and now you get to like manage it and see how it does, right? I think that's right. it is an interesting thing to think through, um, you know, if they do it correctly here. So, right. Hey, I just don't trust all the algorithms yet. You've never seen me play virtual craps or, you know, digital craps, not craps, digital uh, slots at a casino. You'll never catch me there. I don't trust, so the, I don't never, trust the computer program. You should never do that. In my point exactly, but you should be able to trust the algorithms. That's that's the whole reason. It's the whole point. You should be able to trust it, and I don't trust it. I, tr- I trust it like I do when I walk in a casino and I see playing people playing digital slots. I'm like, what what are you doing? You know, it's just taking your money. You ain't getting a fair shot at it. Yeah, true. I mean, all of it is designed for them to win, right? But um, yeah. So it's interesting with that, right? It, it's. It is interesting to think through what are the backend algorithms and like who's controlling the AI and ML, right? Like that is that is kind of the next. Like how do you how do you make sure the security around what you're playing is truly fair? Right, and and drop a comment on uh you know on our our IG or Twitter uh, at Sports Tech Atlanta because the conversation wraps itself around what these companies are going to be able to do and allow for growing this world and right now the world is wrapped around one company but you need more than one company to come together to make a gigantic company could be under one label but they all have to come together to be able to share their 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 tips and tricks and what you what can improve certain areas of the metaverse or the virtual world so that you do have one cohesive world so that you like this crossover type type of stuff can incorporate into console gaming if you log into your console and you're not just into your virtual world whether if you're on your pc but bringing all that together so that you do have a genuine real life secondary world that isn't cheating you and right now from everything that we've seen um you you don't have that trust that you're not being cheated and and or being taken advantage of for your personal information to be advertised to. And obviously they're going to try and pull the move that I, we reference ready player one, because I think it's a great movie ahead of its time a little bit right now uh, for foreshadowing where we're going to go. But you saw the one scene where the guy was like, Oh, well we, we end up owning the, 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 the universe. We can sell ad space to virtue, you know, to take up your whole screen, so to speak. And to, you know, you have to pay to get that away or, you know, you're going to get lit off to going somewhere else. And now, you know, it's, it's uh your, your experience is perverted. So that's what we, I hope doesn't happen. Just having one company try and run because you can't do that. And there's not, I mean, that's a, another conversation too with power, but um, yeah, that's where the, the trust comes for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Wait, one more super quickly here. It's fan craze. Um, not too much discussion on it, but just wanted to highlight it. I think it's cool that, I just, you know, there's so I get a little jealous sometimes of everybody that is an athlete during this time. But online platform that is going after NFTs within the cricket space uh, is called Fan Craze. Here, they just raised 100 million dollars in a new funding round. Um, 
with Cristiano Ronaldo as one of the backers as well as led by venture capital firm B Capital Group and Insight Partners. So really cool. Again, just very similar to uh, what like NBA Top Shot did. This is the same thing that Fancraze is doing um, just for the cricket world, which I thought was um, we forget that cricket's like a huge sport. Yeah, I only catch it 2 a.m. or to the 12 a.m. Scott Van Pelt. Oh, look at this amazing catch in cricket. And that's it. Well, it's that's like the, the game's also played. last like a day, but um, but it's huge. And yeah. they are going after what what we all saw, you know, a year or so ago, which was the the NBA top shot craze. Um and and trying to piggyback off of that as well. So uh, shout out to them. I think really cool. Excited to see some of these new drops. I might actually signed up for it. So I'm excited to kind of see what it looks like and how they're gonna how they're gonna build these out. And that uh, is our last story of the day. Um, we appreciate it. Thank you all for listening and joining in on the conversation. Again, as Taylor said, drop us a comment. I think really cool to kind of think through some of the AI and ML, um, really security reasons, security kind of thoughts, right, of how we protect ourselves as we get into new Web3 and, and the metaverse and everything. But as always, uh, you can find me at Mac on Twitter and Instagram. Taylor Mac 29 on the other side on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, continue to rate, subscribe, and follow us. And we'll see you in the next edition of Sports.